The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. I mean, it didn't seem like it was something that was going to end very oh, well. Oh, God, no. I thought that on, was going to end so poorly. On top of that, I'm like, oh, great. My back's to the water. I'm standing on a stump. I have nowhere to go, and I'm in a lot of clothes. I'm like, you were wearing and, an excessive and amount they, of clothes. And the, the more and more of them that started seeing and started coming over, I'm like, oh, God, they've been drinking all day. They're riled they up. They weren't just like slightly Something's buzzed. going on. They were hammered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It could have ended poorly. It could have ended poorly. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. We have lots to talk about today, as usual. And I do want to say thank you to everybody out there who goes to funemploymentradio.com, which is our wonderful website, and clicks on the Audible link. Because when you click on the Audible link, you get to sign up for a free trial, and you get two free audiobooks. Two, Sarah. Not two. one, but two. Two. And Stop saying two. God, Sa- it's really aggressive. Two. And Sarah and I actually, as we talked about on Friday's show, we headed out of town for a big group camping trip over this weekend. And since we were kind of the last to leave town, really, since um, we had to work, we did listen to an audiobook on the way down, and we both listened to Dr. Sleep yes. by Stephen King, mm-hmm. which is the sequel to The Shining. I'm just fully like submerged in Stephen King land right now. Yeah, I've been in point. it for a while. I think, yeah, I think I'm, I'm also entering in. Like Now I'm about six hours into The Outsider, and it's just getting better and better, and I forgot how— because I grew up reading so much Stephen King, mm-hmm. that, but it's been a while since I have. Like I forgot how much he's like one of my favorite authors of all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's just hundred percent magic. Yeah, and very, and demented, very broken. Yeah, very broken. Well, Doctor Sleep. Yeah, it's the sequel to The Shining. So it's Danny, uh, all grown up. Danny Torrance, all and then grown just up. everything that's kind of gone on in his life and where he's at right then. And and it's really, it, I'm I'm really liking it. I know myself. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, that's that's Doctor Sleep that's out there right now. It's going to be turned into a movie too with Ewan McGregor is going to be playing Danny, adult <gasps> Danny. Interesting. Yep. I could see that. Yep, so anyway, right, one of the many books that you can pick if you go to FunEmploymentRadio.com, click on the Audible link, sign up for your free trial, get two free audiobooks now. All right, so we do have a lot to talk about from what happened over this weekend. Yes. And there will be some things we'll leave out because we can't specify a couple of things If yet. you're very quick on the draw on Instagram and you follow us on there, for about 30 seconds yesterday, I had accidentally posted something. Yeah, that's true. You did. For anybody who followed our Instagram account, they might have. Because sometimes people are like pretty quick on that. So if you did see something yesterday, you got to see a sneak peek of something that n- nobody should have. Yeah. Um, so that was yet. my bad yeah. because our phones didn't work and I had loaded it just so it wouldn't delete. And then when we got back into service, all of a sudden it's like, upload complete. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, can I post this? You're like, no, don't post. What are you doing? So I'm like, no, no. So if anyone caught no. that. <laughs> you may have seen something, but eventually you will. That's all I'll say. Yes. Eventually you'll see some of what we're talking about. But when we went camping this weekend, and again, it was a big group camping thing. Um, it was down to, uh, I can just say where we were. Yeah. I'm assuming, uh, Hills Creek Reservoir, which is outside of Eugene. And... Lovely place. It's an awesome place. I mean, it's the one that I was talking about before where there used to be the dock out in the middle of the water. And then I went and when I was a kid, I would go there and I shoved the bully into the water. The water is way lower than it used to be. So the dock is now sitting on a big concrete pad, like part of the parking lot. Yeah, it's in a parking lot. It used to be out in the water. (laughs) About what, like? Oh, 
75 feet. 75 feet from the water. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> so they, I made sure when we were there, I'm like, Greg, let's go take a picture of you on the goddamn dock just yeah. so you'll stop talking about it. Yeah. And so I did take a picture of it and I was like, and I did post something about it. I'm like, I wonder if 12 year, 12 year old me would be stoked to know I came back to that dock and now standing on it, you know, with a um, sleeveless spinal tap t-shirt. I, think I bet. I think, yeah. I think 12 year old me would have thought, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty badass. Oh, I wonder what 12-year-old me would think of me. I'd, I would think I'd, I'm pretty awesome. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was trying to think about that. But anyway, uh, so we took a picture of that. We'll post that on this episode. Or I don't know. Maybe it's already on Instagram or something like that. But a picture of returning to the dock. But I told that story last week. And this several times before. Oh, I tell it all the time when we were down there. I mean, there was a big group of people. I had to tell every single person. And I didn't care. Yeah, I'll sell it. Actually, I came down here when I was 12 years old. And I was on that dock one day with a bully. Yeah, so I I have no problem telling that story. But that's not the story we're going to talk about today. We're going to be talking about uh, some of the things that we did down there. And since uh, So it's a big group camping spot. And then the actual waterfront is not very far from where we were camping. So you can walk down there, drive down there. And it's it's really a beautiful area. And Oregon's full of really... We're, we are very fortunate to have some beautiful lakes and, and things like that. And thankfully, no fires right there right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, it was a lot smokier. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of lucky just in that area where we went, there's no fires. Because we did think there's since still it smoke. is further south, like I thought it was going to be a lot smokier, but it almost seems more smoky in the city than it does uh, closer to it. At least that's yeah, what it seemed like to me. Maybe, 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 I don't know. Yeah, but there's definitely still smoke around, but not, not as bad this year. So we were down there, and part of what we were going to be doing this weekend, because we're like, okay, there's a bunch of us that are out there, and there's a project that's been being worked on. And I'm not going to say what that project is. That's what I can't say, but I'll say there was some filming going on. And there's some other people involved in this that couldn't make it down there this weekend. Hmm. That didn't make it down there So for, for this section of this project. So, But that's fine because there's lots more stuff to be done. Uh, but it involves some filming. It involved me and Tristan. Tristan Mayer of the Rip City Bad Boys was also involved as well. And, uh, and our buddy Bozik was doing some filming. So Bozik has some great cameras. He films for a lot of things and has a big drone camera as well. And we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. And, and so part of the filming was we're like, you know, we're going to be at this beautiful lake. We've got everything going on here. Why not use this as a backdrop for something? And it was perfect. A perfect backdrop. I mean, it was like being on the set of some sort of, like, filming, like, a, like of a video or so. It was, like, I don't think the cameras even convey it. When I was taking pictures, I'm like, it doesn't show, like, how green the green is or how, like, turquoise the water was. It was just It was a beautiful spot. Yeah, I mean, and, and the backdrop of these, like, big, you know, basically giant, like, mountains going into the water behind and... Um, all kinds of it was it was really good. It is weird though, since you are used to swimming in a reservoir and I never have. It's odd to see stumps. Oh yeah, like it is. I've never been around oh. a place that has all those stumps. I've never really swam in a reservoir because even when we went last year, I couldn't swim. That's true, you know. And I forget about that stuff because I just grew up going to reservoirs. No, it's like, odd. Mostly, it's super odd to like be swimming and then there's a tree stump underneath your feet. Yeah, it's so the reservoir. Creepy. I mean, the dam backed up that water. I don't know when the Hills Creek one. I think it was like early 1900s or something like that. Um, 
Yeah, so it backed it up, but at the time they had to cut down all those trees. So they, or, or they, they wanted to anyway, because you want to mine that timber. And so they, there's, yeah, there's just giant tree stumps. Like, and then as the water goes down, depending on how high they want it, you'll just see more and more stumps just littering everything. Yeah, that's that's true. I didn't yeah, think about it, that. it's very strange. And like the, I'm not used to like the silty floor. I'm used to like mm-hmm. either rocks or sand. Yeah, not used to like because uh, that's kind of like quicksand as soon as you step in it. Yeah, it just envelops you as a. Whenever right. you're walking around. Yeah, that can happen too. But I mean it's still it's still really nice. And so the but you're right though, with those stumps, there was a perfect spot for what this thing that we were filming to where both myself and Tristan could stand on stumps out in the water. So we waited out into the water and we're standing on stumps in the water for part of what we were filming. Now, I'll just leave it at that. So we're, we're, we started filming this, but we're not the only people at this reservoir. And there was another group that was in a big, that had set up a tent that was pretty close to where we were shooting, you know, and it's like, whatever, we're not going to be bothering them. They weren't going to be in the shop, but we were next to them. And as we're walking down, you know, I see them all looking at us and it's a big group. It looked like, I mean, it was a big group. And I just yelled over at him like, oh, we're just, we're just filming a, a dumb video, like nothing big. Like I didn't want him like freaking out. And so we get out there and we're standing on these stumps and, um, and, and Bozik's trying to get ready for some shots and like Scott Daly's out there and, and Sarah's helping out too. And I see a couple of the guys over at this, this group and this was, you know, maybe four in the afternoon and this is lake time. So these guys have been drinking for a so while. So lake time is like, this is close to it's like vacation. 10 p.m. It's vacation like, yeah. camping. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's... Starting drinking beers at, like, you know, 9 a.m. Like, that's just... People just get up and... It's a, it's a camping. It's camping vacation. Right. And so, you know, no big deal. But I'm looking at these guys, looking at us, and I'm like, huh, they're really... They're really taking an interest in what's going on. And I'm standing on this stump out in the water. <clears throat> I see him slowly. One guy starts walking over. And he's looking at Tristan and I. And he's just like, what are you guys doing? What are you filming? What are you filming? I, and we're like, ah, oh, we're, just filming, a, we're just filming a video. Yeah. He's like, what are you, is this a wedding proposal? Is this a wedding proposal? And he just kept asking that. And I think he seriously thought it was T and I proposing to each other or something. <laughs> it was what, what he was implying. And we're like, no, no, it's no, it's not. And he kept asking. Uh, clearly, this guy was drunk. And then by that point, though, he came over. So it's like they had the group of the people, and one was oh, brave enough to come over. Was... So then the other one started trailing behind. They're like, oh, well, if, you know, if Bob's going to go over there. Well, I'm going to go over there, too. And so then, yeah. then more of them start coming over. And they're all these very tall, uh, very big, shirtless, bearded men, uh, every one of them. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is – it's like an Amish family. It's like coming out here. Amish family goes to the lake. Like, what is going on here? And, and they're, they're all coming over. And, and we're like, no, 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 it's it's fine. And so we start start filming for a little while. And Bozik's down there, and Bozik does a really good job of calming people down. And it's not like oh, they he were is. He is just like heated this, like- up. But I'm like, this could go one of two ways. Like, I don't know what these kind of people are that we're dealing with here, and I don't know what's going to happen. So we film for a while, and then I come down, and and I, you know, I'm we start we take a break for a little bit, and I walk up, and, hey. and at that point, I'm like, I'm. They're getting like more animated and clearly yeah. not listening to what anyone's saying. Yeah, and they're just like, 
And to be, they were just making me. Re- they were making me uncomfortable. They, yeah, they they had that kind of vibe. I was uncomfortable, and so at that point, as soon as you were done the thing, I kind of backed up. I'd be like, they can deal with that. I yeah. don't want to be involved with this. Well, and so I started talking to him, and you know, and, and so did so did Tristan Bozik, and I, just to get the lay of the land of what we were dealing with here, because I'm like, okay, these guys aren't going to go away. We still have to do more here. Like, we either need to figure out, okay, this isn't going to work, and somebody we have to go. Or the you know what kind of people are we dealing with? Mm-hmm. Or we can figure out a way. We'll just make it this seems work. like it was Smooth ramping it up. Over. Yeah, like, yeah. It, you, so you either have to nip it in the bud or figure it out. And I started talking to them, and then they started becoming more and more interested in what we were doing, and especially with Bozik's drone, they started taking a look at that. And once, although I forgot about this, right when we first started talking to them again, he's like, "Okay, it's not a wedding proposal. Are you Antifa? Are you Antifa?" Asking him for Antifa, like, or, you know, whatever, however you want to say it. I think everybody yeah. says it different, but yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, not I Antifa. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, because he found out we we're from Portland. And so I'm like, okay, so these are the kind of people we're dealing with. I'm like narrowing it down. I'm like, okay, so these Trying are. Trying to whittle it down a little. So these are definitely. Yeah, as soon as I heard that, people. I'm just like backing further and further away. Well, and being from small town Oregon, I can kind of, I'm like, okay, so you're, you're the afraid of Portland people. Okay, so you're afraid because you don't understand what Portland is, and you're scared of Portland. And you think all of it's just like, full all of, yeah. it's just craziness. It's just I think people in their mind think Portland is like the purge. Oh, that's exactly <clears throat> what they like, do. That's what they think. I'm friends with some uh, of our friends' parents who like live out, you know, who are a little more in the in the redder areas mm-hmm. of the state, and they just think Portland is like no man's land. That they're just like people like. You know, like running around <laughs> naked with machine guns and like you know doing drugs in the street and like I don't know it's insane the way they think there's like and like yeah. all the different types of people yeah and so they get scared and so when they hear Portland they're like uh and so I'm like oh no no that's fine and like like and he was like no we're just we're we're just from Portland he's we're like it's not all crazy you know and then I started talking about it and I was like okay I got to divert this quick. Because I because they really locked onto that word too. They kept saying they like did. Antifa, Antifa, and we could hear that from where yeah. the rest of us are sitting. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what well, is happening? And and so just trying to narrow it down, I was like, Well, where are you guys from? And they're like, uh, I'm from Silverton. I'm from Woodbird. I'm like, Okay, mm-hmm. I'm starting to get this figured out here. What's going on? And I was like, Okay, well, you know, I'm I'm originally from Independence, which is small town in Oregon too. So I was like, Okay, maybe I can have that. And they're like, Okay, Independence, like. That I guess gave me a little bit of credence for, and you have for said being small town Oregon. You have, I know you've alluded to. Have you said the fact that they're no? Okay, no. And that was where the other guy, uh, the one of the other guys, said, uh, "I'm, uh, I'm actually from Homer, from Homer, Alaska." Uh-huh. And so I'm like, "Okay, we've got an Alaska connection, Homer." Woodburn and Silverton and all these guys are big with their big beards. And the one guy did have a strange accent because being asked, is this the foreign accent? Yeah, I was going to say, you have to identify the accent. Well, there's a reason we're doing the accent. Yes. Because these these guys were um, Russian, Russian ethnicity. And in the Willamette Valley, there's like some big populations of of Russian. And we have uh, actually one of our friends who listens to the show. This is part of the reason why I know about the Homer connection. Um, There's there's big populations of, of like Russians. 
and especially uh, one of our best friends, Russian is Orthodox. Russian. <laughs> no, well, but like Russian Orthodox, like so. They, that's why, hence the beards. And I don't know if you saw all the women over there. I didn't they see had, the like, women. They had, they had things going on. Oh, and, okay. I didn't the see longer them. dresses. I was just distracted by the the really loud, terrifying men. Yes, uh, they're very loud, very large. Yeah, and potentially and terrifying very men. fearless. They were very like. Oh, they're they, not afraid. No, they were interfering with stuff. Like they're like, what's this? What are you doing? <clears throat> what's going on over there? What are you doing? Well, and it's like, whoa. And that's, that's what they were doing at – yeah, they were doing that at first. And so once I started talking about that, I'm like, oh, Homer. And I'm like, oh, well, we just got back from Alaska. Like I was just up there and started talking about Alaska a bunch. So Homer – and I know this from, again, one of our friends who listens to the show because uh, he's uh, Russian ethnicity. And he, he was telling me about Homer, how there are still big towns up in the woods that are Russians – like throwbacks from when Russia owned Alaska. Whoa. And so it's still like an ethnically Russian. You speak Russian. That's why this guy had an accent. So he's from Alaska, but he has a Russian accent. He's an, he's an Russian-American. It's like double terrifying. Russian, Russian accent, yeah. yeah. And so, Lives in the Alaskan wilderness, just yeah. afraid of nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, they, yeah, they have like whole communities and villages up there, and they just kind of do their own thing up in, uh, up in Alaska. Still living like Russian style, I suppose. And so, so I was like, okay, that's, what we're, that's what's going on here. And we started talking for, to him for a while, and then they, they started calming down. And they were really amped up at the they beginning. They were really amped up at the beginning, but I think we, we talked to them enough to where there was like, okay, these guys aren't a, I don't know. A they're just like their macho know. attitudes or whatever. So they, they um, yeah, I know, at Russian style, it's being noted in Can't the live sounds chat. sounds like when you're talking like what? in and out, like animal style, like Russian style. What? Like an In-N-Out burger when you can get, like, animal style. Oh, That's I've only been like. In-N-Out, like, one time in my life. I don't even know what that I means. I think I've been looking at all the Burger Week stuff today, and I'm very hungry. I think that's why burgers are oh on my, my mind. It's Burger Week in Portland, so this is a very big deal for Sarah going on right now. Yes. Okay. If you get a burger, also, please remember to tip. You can tie a burger into any conversation we're having. She'll tie it into burger. It depends talk. on what, what food I'm hungry like, for at that particular... How you instantly got that to burgers, <laughs> like... Russian style, animal style, in and out burgers. Done. Wow. Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah. Whatever. There's the Russian villages up there. Um, so, yeah, once we got to that point, then they just became, you know, drunk dudes. But they, so they started trying to talk about what we were filming. And one guy kept saying, you need to do more shots. And they, they figured out my name, Greg, but they couldn't figure out Tristan's. They could Greg, Greg. Greg, Greg. And then it'd be like, Greg's friend. Greg's friend needs to do more. Greg's, Greg's friend, friend needs to move more. Greg's, Greg's friend. friend. <laughs> Talking about Tristan. So they never, they couldn't figure out, they couldn't say Tristan's name. They couldn't figure it out. They were, he was just Greg's friend. So Greg's friend needed that. But then it started getting really weird because every now and then they just pepper this in. We're like, okay, we're getting this calmed down so we can film and they're not going to be bothering us while we shoot. Um, but then every now and then they're like, you want cocaine? I'm like, <laughs> like, hey, so, 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 so we can do. Cocaine? So, do you want cocaine? So, yeah, oh, we can, uh, you can do, you should do this shot. You should do this shot over here. You want cocaine? And it was, <laughs> we're like. No, no, so we're good. Weird. We're good, man. We're 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 good. But seriously, they offered like four it was or five so, and times. Then I, I like, remember them saying like, "Hey, how about some smoke? You want some smoke?" Oh, just kidding! I don't have smoke. I'm I like, know. I don't know if I'm they like, were what is happening, choking or what was going on it's there. It's almost like, manic, and that was what was making uh, me nervous. I'm like, because who's just like your friend not dancing enough? Do you want cocaine? You want cocaine? <laughs> Greg, Greg, you're looking good. Greg, want some smoke? Like, what is happening? I don't know. I don't know. But it ended up being okay, you know, and then we, we just ended up filming. And um, I think one of them actually brought a beer over for Brenda. 
Because her, they found her, out it's Brenda's birthday. Yeah. That's why we were down there. And, and so, Brenda was like, what so the fuck? A beer. <laughs> he brought her a beer. So anyway, it ended up being fine, but it could have it could have gone one of two ways right there. Like, if, it was if, a, we, if we were not, a different group of people, that could have ended poorly. Yeah, if we, had, if we had handled it differently any other way than we did other than just being, oh, okay, let's roll with this. Let's, let's work our way through this. It would not have worked out well. At the very minimum, we wouldn't have been able to film anything because they would have just fucked with us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, at the worst case, it could have, who knows? Who knows where it would have gone? But it ended up being fine. It did. So, so then they ended up, like, wandering off back to their own, like, little area afterward. And then you continued filming. Are we going to talk about that thing? Yeah. So we continued yeah. filming. And there was, uh, <laughs> in the live chat, I'm taking a look here, just at funemploymentradio.com slash live. If you're a member of the Supporters Club, uh, F-E-R-S-C. Uh, Keelan says, man, I would have gotten us in trouble. Um, yeah, probably it would have been better for me to do the talking on that one. Yeah. I think... I th- and not even saying not even saying anything about race. I'm talking about Yeah. They were just like a, a <laughs> I don't certain know kind Keelan, of crazy. Keelan would have gotten pissed off them. Yeah. No, yeah. it was I it was like I'm like I'm removed because this is like very aggressive and I'm like, hey, we're not like walking over to your shit and like yelling in your face. I'm Sometimes like, you just gotta you just gotta uh, roll with it though. I know it's you gotta roll with it. So anyway, so then so they anyway. ended up they ended up getting so bored and like going off to do blow or whatever they were doing. So they <laughs> wandered know. off. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So then we, we kept filming. But like I said, so so uh, Bozik had a drone, which was really cool for just some of the filming. And part of it is I was out in the water a little ways for another shot. And um, and I'm out there and the drone's like flying over. And it was I was having a lot of fun. Like it was it was fun. And the, this drone's like flying over and Dan's like flying it all. And all of a sudden I see it off to my left and I'm kind of like floating out there on, on a raft. And it gets lower and lower. I'm like, wow, he is really good at this. Like, how low he can get this. Like, and just, a, I thought he was just going to, like, scoop right in on me. And then it keeps going. I hear this yelling and yelling and yelling, like, look at the drone. Look at the drone. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at it. The camera's there. Like, it, like I don't know what's going on. I know, because you couldn't hear, but, like, we're all just like, no, no. <laughs> and I have no idea. I'm like, oh, And Greg's okay. in character. I mean, a character I'm sure you'd never be able to guess. Right. But, I mean, even <laughs> even then, it's like I couldn't hear anything other than look at the drones. I'm like, all right, I'll look at the drones. And, and, uh, <laughs> and it just keeps going and going. And boom, it starts, it hits the water. And instantly, it's like in slow motion, I see it in my mind. It is. It's kind of like the Titanic, just like one side goes down. One side goes down. And, and then, then and at that point. And the whole thing goes underwater. And at that point, like, both like, uh, and I start running from the shore. And so I well, jump in. Well, and I jumped off of my, because then I realized, to. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm hopping and it's in. it's a really nice drone. And, uh, and I'm swimming over there, you know, and it's about... I don't know, four feet deep there, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. And um, and I'm just, I just like okay, crap. And we start feeling around, but it was muddy water because it was all stirred up. And so we're just trying to. You have to feel around with your foot, and we're trying to feel around for this drone. And I'm also thinking like, if those things are still spinning, that's gonna cut something. But oh well, we gotta find it. Oh, I and didn't even think about that. I assumed they would stop spinning once they were under water. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's not gonna cut your foot off, but oh. I, and I also didn't even in think the water, that. I didn't yeah. think it was going to spin that bad. I, I, that wasn't really a risk. Uh, oh. So we're so so we had to feel around for it, and we're we're out there like shit. 
Like, oh, it just shit. went down, and you can't see anything, and it's not even that deep. But so Greg's out there, and then so I jump in, too, and so I'm over there trying to find it, and we're both, like, doing a weird, like, water dance trying <laughs> yeah, to find trying to this drone thing, yeah. um, which I eventually found. Uh-huh. Um, but it was not, which is weird, like, the, you know, the muck, and it was not where it had gone down. You know, it clearly had yeah. still been going in some direction. Floated, like, yeah. we're lucky that we found that before it got, yeah. like, submerged in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so got it, and then... Talking to Bose that got a message from him last night. Well, we should say, yeah. though, when we pulled it out, like, the, it was smoking. It was smoking. So I grabbed it. I'm like, I got it. And I pulled it up. And then and it, it was, was just like, on, it was still it was slowly like, going, but it was just like smoke coming out of the boat. That was yeah. crazy. So apparently it was something with the battery that he said he he didn't think, I don't know, something happened with the battery on it. Yeah. And it just like died. But in classic Bozik fashion, he's just like, oh, well, I've been wanting to get a new one anyway. Yeah. Like, he doesn't get bummed out about them. I'm like, I'm so sorry about your... I was like, eh. Yeah. It was time for an upgrade. I'm yeah. Like, All right. But he did tell us that the drone, when it was underwater, didn't stop filming. Yeah. So I guess you can see... He said that you could see me go down mm-hmm. and, like, trying to look for the drone with the camera because the camera kept recording. So I'm yeah. excited to see yeah. what that looks uh, like. I'm getting that here pretty pretty soon. Oh, seriously? So, yeah. Yeah, I had to uh, request access to a different thing, but yeah, I'll have it here. Oh, that's crazy! I remember I'll have I was, it after the show. I was kind of panicky because I felt almost guilty because I'm like, this looks doing this nice thing for all of us, and then like, oh, gotta find the drone. Yeah, well, you know, uh, what are you gonna do? But uh, but yeah, the footage was good, and so hopefully uh, he thinks he might be able to repair it too. So it might, it may still be salvageable. Oh, good. But regardless. Again, I'm sorry we can't say what it was because there's still a lot more pieces and there's another very important uh, person for the rest of this that has to be involved. Um, so I'm sure nobody has any clue. It does, you know, you know I'm just not going to say what it is until, the, until it's a finished product. And uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool, though. <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty cool. I know it's going to be pretty cool. So by the time we're done this, with this thing. Um, I will tell you, not to give anything away, but it is... One of the most hilarious things I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Good. And <laughs> it's real dumb. It is. I have no words. Like I can't wait for it. Like I was t- talking to somebody about it yesterday. I'm like, never. Mind. I can't even explain it to anyone because it's just it's too ridiculous. Yeah. So the, so we'll leave it to that. But overall, great trip down there. And uh, more to come on that. Also, I got very badly sunburned. Like, I put on sunscreen. I think I've never been in reservoir sun. Is it just... (laughs) Is it burnier? (laughs) I think it was like reflect... Yes, sir. The sun over a reservoir is different than a sun over... I think it was like more reflective or something. Oh. I am fried. And I had to work all day yesterday. I want you to tell me. Greg, look at this. Yes, I can see you're very badly burned. I'm very Sarah, badly I want burned. you to explain to me how reservoir sun is different than it's reflective sun. Not the sun, but there's more <laughs> reflections in the reservoir thing. Reservoir sun, won't you Sweet come? Sarah. What is it about it that makes it reflective in your professional opinion? Because it's like a Elevation. You know, it's higher in elevation. It's true. 
that's not a reservoir that's doing that. No, I'm saying, but like in the reservoir to which we were at, I'm not saying it's reservoir specific, but where we were located, the elevation was higher, therefore putting us closer to the sun, therefore giving me a sunburn. Henceforth. All right, you done? Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Oh, my allergies are back in effect. Thank you. I woke up sneezing this morning. I'm like, oh, awesome. Cool story. Cool story, bro. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. First up, this is a story out of California, but this is something new to Portland that I'm pretty sure is going to start happening any second now. So the headline is, Scooter hate is on a destructive roll in California. Those little electronic scooters yes. that are everywhere. So I don't electric think a, scooters. I don't think a lot of places have these yet. Yeah, and they just appeared but overnight one day we should here in Portland. Explain what they are. So I don't. Do you want to explain what they sure. are? Sure. Yeah. So it's basically a scooter rental program. So it's showed up here in Portland, and I know it's been in New York for a while, and probably other cities. In but California way, for a long time. Yeah. yeah. But the way it works is there's, there's these little electric scooters. You know, the kind that you just stand on, those kinds of scooters. So they look like Razor scooters, like those ones you used to yeah. kick and do that, except for they have motors on them. They have motors on them, and the way it works is to rent them, you just download the app, and people can ride them, and they just leave them on the ground wherever they end up, and they just sit there. And so somebody else with an app can walk by and see it and be like, oh, okay, I can rent that now too, and then they'll pick it up. So there's no set stations, there's nothing like that. They just throw them onto the ground Which when they're done. they're everywhere. So they're just littering the sidewalks they're of the They're blocking city. the sidewalks. I mean, people who like who are in like wheelchairs or things are being blocked on the streets because mm-hmm. there are these shitty scooters that are parking and blocking things. I had to pick one up and move one the other day at Save It because it was blocking the, um, the ramp, the wheelchair ramp. I'm like, so somebody comes along in the wheelchair, they can't move this. Like, yeah, that's, that's lame. Awful. So I had to move that. So our frustration is very new because we've only had these for what, like two, three weeks now. Yes. Yeah, and like so that. they're very new to Portland. However, uh, they've been there for about a year in California. So here's the story about this. Uh, so the wave of shared electronic scooters cramming sidewalks, blocking entryways, and slamming into pedestrians has unleashed explosive scooter hate amongst usually peace-loving Californians. So the. The, um, the electric gadgets are being torched, jammed into toilets, tossed off balconies and cliffs, hurled into garbage cans, smeared with dog poop. They're burying them in the sand. Like, I'm seeing <laughs> these things. People are so angry about these. It's just like this collective unifying hate. Yeah. Because people just leave them everywhere. They're Well, I mean, I almost hit a guy on Friday, actually. This was after the show and after I went down to DT and I was leaving because... And completely not my fault. I was going through a red light and turning right, like going 15 miles an hour at most. And this guy just, boom, blasted through a red light, not even looking at me. Oh, yeah. And I had to slam on my brakes, and he almost touched my truck. Like, I could have easily run him over if I hadn't been paying attention. And I would have been not doing anything wrong because he ran a red light. But he's just an idiot. He's like, oh, oops. And then went, swerving through three lanes and then immediately following him were his two buddies doing the same thing, weaving in and out of cars. That's all I see is just people like, and they're small. Yeah. They're small. Nobody has helmets, blah, blah, blah. I know everyone knows they're fucking annoying. They are annoying. And they also, I hate it because it looks like it'd be really fun, but I see so many douchebags on them that I'd never do it. I don't want anyone to ever see me on one. I'd kind of just want to go around well, my Maybe if you're just going on like the back roads or something, fine. But well, I don't yeah, think don't you should on, be allowed And then downtown. when you see people driving down the main thoroughfares on those things, I'm like, that's really unsafe. Yeah. 
All right, so Lieutenant Michael Solomon, who supervises the L.A. Police Department's uh, Venice Beach area, says that his crew has seen trash scooters in 10-foot-high piles. People just throw them into giant piles. Uh, People aren't reporting the vandalism, and uh, they say that they prioritize protecting people over protecting scooters. So Bird and Lime Scooters which are the brands of the scooters, we have those around here now, um, hit L.A. about a year ago, and people were excited for about a month, and then that quickly wore out. So um, it's headquartered in Venice Beach. So they've actually had to set caps in different places to how many scooters are allowed in, in the areas. And Beverly Hills has actually banned them for six months. They aren't allowed down there. Wow. Yeah, um, so Bird in Cleveland had to remove all of their scooters from the sidewalks and parks for safety reasons less than 24 hours after they started in, in their city. So people have all these different social media accounts. There's one called Scooters Behaving Badly, and there's another one called Bird Graveyard, which uh, records scooter destruction and has nearly uh, 30,000 followers. Wow. Because people are just enjoying watching. Yeah. I think that there's so much bad going on in the world that if people can collectively, unifyingly dislike something annoying, <laughs> that I think it just kind of yeah, bonds them together. Yeah, it's kind of a bonding element. Yeah. Well, uh, Bird has released a statement saying they are not happy about it, <laughs> which I'm sure they're not. Oh, yeah. So, just want to tell you about that. Next up, this is the grossest thing. And this is an actual thing that's happening in Paris. I didn't think that this is actually something that would be possible. So speaking of eco-friendly stuff, a new set of eco-friendly but completely exposed urinals are now lining the streets of Paris and making locals very angry. Exposed They, they urinals? are urinals that basically look like a trash can that you pee into. So you just stand there and everybody can see you? Uh, so they're called uh, urinoirs, installed on uh, so along the river, along the whatever the uh, Saint Louis, like yeah. wherever that the uh-huh. main river is, uh, overlooking tourist boats. Uh, boats passing on the river sign has uh, caused particular indignation. People are pissed because guys are just standing there peeing into these urinal boxes. Locals have driv- <laughs> have written town hall demanding removal, and they're planning to petition it. I'm just wondering, so you're walking, like, how many of these are lined up? So people just walk up and they just, like, pull down, open up and stand there at a trash can and look around at everybody and then it, walk off? It kind of looks like a trash can. Like, I'm trying to picture, picture of no, it. No, huh, I have not seen the picture of it. Yeah, so it's one of them where it just looks like basically a garbage box. I with mean, like I a suppose it's top. better than some of the other peeing that's going on. Yeah, but I don't want to be walking down after you've saved up money to go, like, visit <laughs> parents, go see Notre Dame, like, look at the. Uh, yeah, but I mean, not that I've been to Paris. But I'm going to guess... I mean, it smells pretty bad, but I don't want to see... And Parisian men are definitely kind of creepy. I mean, I'm sure not all of them. There are creepy people everywhere, but there are some, like, pretty lecherous ones. Like, you're probably already going to see a ding-dong at some point. (laughs) I would rather have somebody not exposing their penis being on the street than, I guess, peeing in a box. But I also don't want to be, like, walking down... You know, a promenade looking at the beautiful cityscape and make eye contact with some dude, like, oh... (laughs) Uh, so the designer of the Eurotro... What is now they're calling it something else. Urinois. It's a combination of the French words for urinal... <laughs> you say urinois more. Urinois. A combination of the French words for urinal and pavement says it has offered an eco-solution to public peeing. The device is essentially a box with an opening in the front and a floral display on top containing straw, which transforms into compost for use in parks and gardens. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, I suppose that's a good idea, but why is it, why can't they just, 
put a cover. Oh, I'm looking at it. It does look like a garbage does can. Does it look like a, yeah. Like yeah. a 70s garbage can with like, like a, a, like a bright red, orange or red top. Or some of them even have planters on them. Yeah, so I guess the uh, peeing in the street problem is so such a big issue in Paris that they needed to put these receptacles. That they had to do that. They said that they they had to. That's what the mayor is saying. They said that um, they were necessary because the public peeing has been a huge problem. Well, and I mean, said, I guess they're trying. But why why is everybody peeing? So don't French the French have bathrooms? Yes, they do have bathrooms. It's a very modern country. I don't know. And another and I. I will side with this lady here. She said they've installed it on a sexist proposition where men can't control themselves so they get a place to pee, but women don't. Like, that's, that's the a other fair thing. statement. <laughs> like, yeah. we have to hold it, but if you got a ding-dong, then you could just... Why, why do you keep saying ding-dong? Because I know it bothers you. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say What is going on there? Like, like you've latched on to this. It's such a fun a word. And then, yeah, I wanted to let you just see if you noticed. All right. Um, so anyway, yeah, so that's being pointed out because that is really unfair. If, like, there's just a restroom designed for people with one specific body part and yeah. not others. Yeah. So, I'm not, um, I can't disagree. But I know, I know I'm looking at somebody who has been to European countries who was not able to control himself from urinating on the streets. Yeah. Or on a... I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I'm, I, I have like no idea who you're referring to. monument? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That saint being said, that was in absurd. Italy. No that wasn't. To... That wasn't France. Also, <laughs> that was in Rome. Uh huh. <laughs> also, I wouldn't think that for sanitary purposes that you'd want to put everything there where like other people are putting there. There, you don't touch it. I mean, how do you know? Is it just a big hole? I don't think this is like a glory hole. You're just like, <laughs> like just I'm it. gonna guess that's not it. I'm a, I don't if you have to touch something then yeah no that's that's not a good idea. I'm assuming that's not if what's If you really going had on. to go and you were wandering the streets of Paris and you saw one open would you use it? If I really had to, yeah, if the choice is that or So you pee won't my pants. eat in front of other people but you will urinate in this front of other people. This is a worst 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 case. Rather if the choice is that or I pee myself, yes, I would use one. Would I prefer to? Absolutely not. No, I would not feel comfortable doing that. That's the only way that would have to happen. Worst case. Okay. Or if no one was around. It was on a side street, nobody's around, like, yeah, all right, fine. All right, I don't really know how to top that pee discussion, so I'm just going to leave it there. All right, we really (laughs) topped out at that. That's a world of crazy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. No, oh, that's a pickle. All right. Um, <clears throat> okay. Let's, let's do a little ball talk. I don't even know where to go. <laughs> just take Out it of there. there. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, just, we'll just go to ball talk. <laughs> I like my own. Which would you rather have, scooters in Portland or urinal boxes? Urinal boxes. No, you would not. I see people peeing on the street at least once a week. I see all the time. Like, I'm not even shocked by it anymore. Yeah. Like, I saw one, I I saw, like, a a grown-up man, like, peeing in a parking garage the other day. Just in the corner. Not a homeless person. Just a regular. Oh, I've done that before. Yeah. Just standing there peeing. I mean, if you gotta go. The world is every. Nobody's around. I'm like, eh. 
The world is every man's toilet. You guys just all will always make it your toilet if you can, like, flip it out and get it taken care of. You're never going to be able to control yourselves. It's disgusting. Yeah, so if there's I'm, like I'm a chance that... I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing If there's with a you. chance that a, a slight, like, less bit of urine will go on the streets, yes, I would go for the pee boxes and then just look, like, know where they are and stay away from them. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. All right. It's it's a, a short ball talk today. Just bringing you up to date <laughs> on a couple of things. One, uh, Carmelo Anthony has officially joined the Rockets. Yeah. Just leave it at that. Moving on in ball talk. A wrestling event sold out Madison Square Garden in 19 minutes. But it's not from the WWE. Wrestling is has seen a huge resurgence in popularity, um, almost back to like 1990s, late 80s, 90s days, and so much so that there's even room for wrestling organizations that are not the WWE to sell out something like this. Really? So it's Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling are co-producing this thing called the G1 Supercard. I know nothing about these organizations. I wonder how wrestling nerds feel about that. Like, is there loyalties? Are there? Is there a line in the sand? I have no idea if there is hmm. or not. I would think if you're a big fan, you watch all of it. But that seems that's a lot of wrestling to be able to support two completely. Because WWE has its own separate leagues. Yeah. And then you even get into this. Um, but yeah, it's big enough to where it's sold out Madison Square Garden in 19 minutes. Wow. Yeah, I was kind of surprised about that. So there we go. Leave it at that. I've never uh, seen a live wrestling match. I'd kind of like oh, to. It's fun. I know. It's stupid, but it's fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We used to go to the Portland wrestling ones because Portland wrestling, when it was a big thing, uh, like a real deal, they used to come down to Salem and have matches all the time, too. And then it was on every Saturday night at like 10 p.m. or something like mm. that. So, oh, that's cool. Me and my brother and my dad would all watch Portland wrestling. God, who were the guys? Scotty the Body. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes was in there every now and then. Yeah. Scotty the body. Scotty the body. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to ball talk. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Superfly Snooka was there for a while. Okay. Of course, Rowdy Rowdy Piper every now and then. Okay. It's my trip down memory lane. That was really Wasn't that neat? Wasn't that fun? Moving on to ball talk. The Pittsburgh Steelers had to remove a fan from their practice the other day. This was on Saturday, so they're holding an open practice where people can, you know, come and watch from the stands. But as they were doing that, they noticed a gentleman lining up to uh, for practice, walking up to Antonio Brown, who's the star receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, saying uh, they that he, saying that he wanted to do some drills. Now he was wearing Steelers pants and a jersey, and had everything there ready to go, like he was a like he was a member of the team. Except everybody took a look at him. They're like, well, he's wearing number 43, so that's weird. So number 43 is a number that Troy Polamalu, he's, he's a very famous Pittsburgh Steeler. Okay. Um, from Oregon, actually, originally. So his number's probably going to be retired. So nobody wears number 43. So that, that made him stand out a little bit. And also, it's preseason. So you have a lot of players that are, that are going to end up getting cut before the season. So teams' rosters are very big right now as they whittle down players that are going to get cut. So it's possible, you know. they cut you know, people, like, every day? Yeah. Uh, every week, somebody gets cut oh, the preseason. Oh, stressful. 
Oh, yeah, super stressful. Watch the HBO series. Like, the, all they do is they show, like, all these players trying to make it, and they're like, and you've been cut. And then, yeah. your dreams are dead. Oh. Oh. Wow, Greg. <laughs> you know, you can have more Time than Time to go work dream. at insurance, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it is for a lot of them. But, you know, they're getting a shot. Anyway, this guy's standing there, and they've, they put it together that this guy was just some fan who got the outfit. Now, he was fit. Like, this guy was. Like, they showed a picture of him. Like, he's a fit guy. Yeah. But he's not a player. And so he just dressed up and got the <laughs> uniform and was out there trying to run drills with the players. That's amazing. Before they figured it out <laughs> and booted him from the team. There's a video of Antonio Brown laughing about it from the practice field. He's like, this guy came up. He's like, he wants to check me. I'm like, who the hell are you? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, th- I thought it was pretty funny. So he made it through a lot of hoops to get on there. That was pretty good. That seems like something that you would aspire to do. Uh, yeah. Clearly, I could pass for an NFL player, and I know that. You know, I mean, if you look at me and you look at my physique, you're like, okay, that guy's going to do yes, one of two things. We just exaggerate about Greg's shortness. He really he's going is. to go into radio or do something, yes. you know, in entertainment. Or that, that's a that's an NFL player. You know, when you see me, and and obviously, you know, I made my choice, but it was a very difficult decision for me to have made. But yeah, clearly, if I walked out, I could easily pass, easily pass for uh, for an NFL player. <sighs> I think we all know that. Mm-hmm. Just the physique, the mentality. Like a little like tiny tots NFL. <laughs> they need a tiny NFL. Mm-hmm. I do pretty good in a tiny NFL. A tiny older NFL. <laughs> I could be a star, I'll tell you. All right, moving on to Ball Talk finally. Uh-huh. We've got this. A comeback is afoot officially. For one of the greatest golfers of all time, Mr. Tiger Woods. So he hasn't really competed well for, I don't know, I think they were saying like 10 years or something like that. It's been like a decade. He's 42 right now. Oh, I heard all about Tiger Woods from a bunch of people. Like Ben just like, oh, do you know that it's been Tiger, 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 Tiger. Tiger, Well, he is back. And he's actually playing really well. So he did really well last week at a tournament. And then this weekend for the PGA Championship, he did not win. Brooks Kepka won. I kept hearing that name, too. They're like, what about Kepka? How's Kepka doing? Did I say it right? Is that what they said? Yeah. Okay. Because I actually knew someone with the last name Kepke. And I'm oh, just okay. like, oh, I wonder if that's... But yeah, I, I don't follow golf. It's Kepka. But I think we all know who Tiger Woods is. And Tiger finished second, which is huge Oh. in this thing. So you're going to be hearing a lot more about Tiger Woods. Now it's going to be Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. And, you know, in all honesty, good for him for making a comeback. Yeah, that's exciting. The guy's had... I mean, in addition to the physical issues, because he has had a lot of, like... A lot of physical issues that he's had to get through, um, let alone the all of the mental issues, issues yes. the personal issues he's gone through. So, and you know, he's good for golf, and he's he's Tiger Woods. He's one of the greatest of all time. I'll I'll watch. Yeah, I I'll am, watch a final with Tiger Woods in it. I actually watched it I mean, yesterday. I was I like, this is pretty it. interesting when there's like something like this on the line. It's Tiger Woods, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah, just the bottom line. He's, he's fun to watch. All right, well, there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. I do want to let everybody know, too, that you still have time to pick up your tickets to Rose City Comic Con. Yeah. Rose City Comic Con is coming up September 7th through the 9th right here in Portland, Oregon. Portland's own actual original homegrown Comic Con that has international attendees. And it's right, that right was here such in a town. good way to say it. And uh, you can pick up your tickets, RoseCityComicCon.com. And get your tickets right now. Three full days. There's 
all day long stuff going on. I mean, you have all of the vendors, you have uh, hundreds of celebrities. You also have huge panels that are happening where you can learn about all kinds of different things. Uh, I mean, a huge variety of panels, and they're oh, yeah. all lots of fun. And that's all happening September 7th through the 9th that's, right here in Portland, Oregon. And that's the cool thing about the panels, too, is it's anything from, like, you know, analyzing the science of some sort, one of your mm-hmm. favorite, like, comic book characters to, like, mm-hmm. how would you dress, like, somebody, like, one of your heroes. Like, yeah. it's just everything and anything. It's, yep. It's a really cool array. Last year, I hosted one from DARPA for, like, a, about advanced technology, and then also uh, the Harry Potter wizarding one. Oh, if the they wizard, were, if the wizarding the gene genetics, were real, yes, the that, genetics of Harry Potter. I think that was that was so fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> really well, was. if wizards were real, let's explain this. And, it was, you know, and then they bring in experts and, and dormant traits, and like uh-huh. and they're talking about like how you get a be. redheaded wizard. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, it, it's really interesting it was, stuff. Yes, and that's all part of Rose City Comic Con. So pick up your ticket and get that now. Get Thanks it. to them too for sponsoring Fun Employment Radio. Awesome. All right, I think that's probably about it for today, sir. Tomorrow we're gonna have to talk about my. New thing. We will talk about your new thing tomorrow. Think I found who I truly am. We'll discuss that. I mean, I am getting getting close to forty. Need to make my transition. About, just leave that. That you'll have to tune in to tomorrow's episode to find what? that out. Also, we'll be it's joined by a representative, Jason, from the Portland Soapbox Derby. Oh, so cool! Want to talk about the Soapbox Derby? Let us know what's going on with that. And uh, many other things that are going to be happening here on Fun Employment Radio. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We really do appreciate everybody who tunes into this uh, podcast. Also, speaking of podcasts, if you have another podcast, you know, it's your second favorite besides ours. Right. We are taking submissions. I'm just kidding. You can love everybody. It's totally. There's room for all of us. Yes. Head to uh, to pdxpodfestival.com. Uh, if you have a podcast or if you have a favorite podcast that you would like to let know about it, we are now still accepting submissions until sub- uh, September 1st. Yeah. We've had a lot come in and um, we still. There's still would time because it's more. The, the yeah. submissions are still open. So tag, again, yeah, it's, we're on Facebook as PDX or Portland Podcast Festival. Just type that in, it'll pop right up. And uh, tag your favorite podcast. So that they know to apply Portland or not, even if it's somewhere else, just tag them on there. And, uh, yeah. We're excited. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is going to be awesome. It's going to be cool. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in again. Greg, you want to go get a burger? No. Okay, maybe. God, the look of disappointment on your face. Wow. That's, that's so cruel. <laughs> You know how excited I am. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. You are all wonderful people. And we will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow. With more FunEmploymentRadio.com. Love you all. Bye. You got to stop. That's becoming a a tick. Yeah, I know. It's really hard not to do it, though. It's fun to do it. You know something like 25-year-old girls say to each other? Seriously, they all... I hear it all the time. Bye. Mute.